0: Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Are we ready for the word? Hallelujah. That's what we came here for. Amen. To hear the word. We thank the Lord, the praise and worship team. Let's give him a hand praise this morning. Amen. Elder Mack. Amen. Powerful. And all the others. Amen. All right. Now, uh, I want to bring forth here our pastor, uh, Powerful man, good teacher, good preacher, amen. We all know him, you have to introduce him, amen. We just ask the Lord to bless him, to anoint him, and let his spirit be upon him this morning and preach the word, amen. Let's give him a hand, please. Hallelujah. Join with me in a word of prayer. Father God, we come before you now, Lord, and we just thank you. As always, Lord, we thank you for your many blessings. Lord, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. Lord, you didn't have to wake uh, us up this morning, but you did. And Lord, not only did you do that, but you woke us up in our right minds. So we thank you, Father. And Lord, right now, we ask, Lord, that the people hear from you, not words of mine, but words from above, Lord. I ask that you touch their hearts and their minds to receive, convict those that need convicting, convince those that need convincing, encourage those that need encouraging. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And while you're still standing, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry, while you're still standing, we're going to read John. John chapter eight, and I'm just gonna read a few verses, starting with verse 12. I don't know if I'm going to go all the way to 24, so I'll just read up to uh, verse verse uh, 19. So from 12 to 19, 12 to 19. John, gospel of John chapter eight. And <clears throat> I'll be reading from the NASB version of the Bible. Then Jesus again spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees said to him, You are testifying about yourself. Your testimony is not true. Jesus answered and said to them, even if I testify about myself, my testimony is true. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from or where I'm going. You judge according to the flesh. I am not judging anyone. But even if I do judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone in it, but I and the Father who sent me. Even in your law, it has been written that the testimony of two men is true. I am who testified about myself, and the Father who sent me testifies about me. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. So we are going over the Sunday school lessons, and this Sunday school lesson is the ninth lesson of the quarter, and it's um, titled Jesus, the Light of the World. Am I right? had to check with my uh, authority over there Jesus, the light of the world so we're like i said we're going over these sunday school lessons and these sunday school lessons are so good i don't want to uh i don't want to just like gloss over them and just like you know uh, at all so i just want to get with you all you guys can hear me right okay just making sure as like i said i just want to go over these because they're so good. And today we're going to get into a message, honestly, message. It's a tough message because the reason why it's tough is because, um, you know, folks were snapping at Jesus or as, as you all say, they were clapping at Jesus and Jesus was clapping back. He wasn't, he wasn't joking with this passage. And when we get into it, you'll see, you'll see what I'm saying. But uh, before I get into it, I, I just want you all uh, to know that today, you know, my heart is happy because uh, my brother is here. Uh, I call him my brother from a, another mother, but we couldn't be no closer. It's just like uh, just like on good times when JJ and his boy said, we're tighter than pantyhose two sizes small. <laughs> that's, my, that's my boy there before there, there before there was a, a Nas rapping, I had grown up with a Nas. We called him Nas for short. And I'm just glad to see him on the day. And and brother, I just want to take a moment, if you can, if you can stand and just give me the names of, of your tribe. <laughs> but 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 I'll just say this: your daddy and your grandpa, we tight. <laughs> All right. All right glad to see y'all amen all right so let's get it let's get into uh this message here so as i stated we're coming from john the eighth chapter and we're coming from verses uh 12 and it says through 24 but i may like i said i may skip over a few verses here and we're talking about the light of the world the light of the world Light of the world, Jesus, the light of the world. Infrared, ultraviolet, X-ray, ultraviolet, X-ray, microwave, Radio waves, these are all forms of light. They're all forms of light. You never thought it, but microwave, that's a form of light. Radio waves, those are forms of light, ultraviolet light. That's forms of light, just waves of light. Some waves are short, some waves are small. So we have plants, they need life. Animals, they need light as well. And the animals on the land, the animals on the sea, they need light. We need light. Light is essential to our continued existence. For example, I'm quite sure you all probably studied in school photosynthesis and in the process of how plants make their own food. Well, those plants end up becoming food for animals, and those animals become food for me. We all need, we all need light. Amen. And it brings you back to Genesis, the first chapter, starting with the first. Verse. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning and that was the first day. Listen to what Christian uh, Victory wrote about light, which is very interesting. And I got a, uh, an illustration here so that I can like make sure that it hits, hits home to you all. I brought my pens here and I want you all to really understand what this, this, this uh, person is saying. He says, science tells us that light is constituted of three rays or made up of three ra- rays or groups of waves, three groups of wavelengths, they're distinct from each other, they're different from each other. No one of them, not one of them are, are, are light by themselves, is light by themselves. So if you separate this one, it's not light by itself. All three must be together together to form light. Each ray has its own separate function. Each ray has its own separate function. The first ray is for orientation or or initiation, if you will. So it initiates it. It starts the thing. Then the second ray, it, it manifests or illuminates. It illuminates. And then the third ray consummates. You hear what, you hear what, they're, what, what they're saying? The first initiates. The second illuminates. And then the third consummate. And together their light. Does that remind you of something? It reminds you of the Trinity, don't it? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father initiates. Right? The Son, he illuminates. And then the Holy Spirit consummates Amen. It sounds like God is at work, Amen. And 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 what's interesting is that the rainbow, the rainbow has a name, right? If you guys remember, you had to re- remember the colors of the rainbow. I remember them by his name was Roy G. Biv. Roy G. Biv, red. Orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. Those are the colors of the rainbow. But here's what's interesting. The rainbow shows you what light looks like. And those colors come from light. Did you know that when the light goes off, the color of everything is black. See, the reason why this is beige is because the light is reflecting off of it. And it's beige. It's a certain amount of light that this material is reflecting and therefore you all see beige. And and these pants that I have on they're reflecting a certain amount of light and they're reflecting a different amount of light than this sweater. So therefore you see gray. But when the light goes off, guess what? Everything is black. In other words, this does not retain color. The color comes from the light. Do you hear what I'm saying? This does not retain color. This does not give off color by itself. The reason why it has color is because of light. It's because of light. Light is that important to where we get life sustaining food, right? We get our our identity even from light. So in our text today, Jesus is starting off and he is visiting, visiting the temple. And he's visiting the temple at a time where they are celebrating, and they're celebrating the tabernacle. They're celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles, and the Feast of Tabernacles was a holiday on their calendar where everybody partied hardy, and the reason why they partied is because they were remembering what God did for them long ago. They were were remembering the wilderness experience when they were left, when they left Egypt and they were traveling in that desert, they needed water and God provided water. Matter of fact, if you remember the story, God provided water, how? From a, from the rock, out of all things, from a rock. So they were celebrating the fact that God provided water for, for them during that desert experience so what they would do during this holiday is that they would go to a a river or lake and they would get water and they would bring it back to the temple and they would just have that as a symbol of how God had provided water for them but then they would do another or second event as well in their celebration and at this time what they would do is they would light up four huge lamps and the wick the wick of that lamp or those lamps were made of priests old clothing and they would light them up and these lamps would light up and they would light up the night they would literally light up the night and and they would celebrate light because during that wilderness experience god also provided light for them. And how did he provide light for them? Well, he was a cloud by day and he was a cloud of fire by night to lead the people throughout that desert experience. So they were celebrating, celebrating these events of water, how God provided water and how God provided light. Well, towards the end of this celebration, expository writers said that towards the end of this celebration, everybody said, okay, well, the holiday is over. So they started like, they started putting out the lamps. And then all of a sudden they got to the last lamp and they put the light out. And that's when Jesus stood up and he said this, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus once again, used something that they could relate to so that he can teach them something deeper. He was using light because everybody knew about light, right? Everybody knew that light was important. So he used light to drive home a deeper point, right? They knew light was important. They knew that light was needed for every day, needed for work. (laughs) Back then, they did not have uh, uh, General Electric, right? They did not have a a, a power source. So what happened is, is that they relied a lot on the sun and they relied a lot on morning time because they needed to work before it got dark. Right. And then during the dark, of course, the moon and the stars provided some light, but they needed more than that. So then what lit the streets were torches or outside areas, they had torches. And then in their homes, they had oil lamps to give light. Nothing like what we have today with all our fancy electrical stuff. And of course, we know that light is important as well, right? Because in our homes, we got all kinds of light. In fact, we fuss about how many lights people have on sometimes, right? We say, turn the lights off. Nobody's in that room. Turn the light off. Who needs a light in that room? We got lights everywhere. We got lights on our outside. Some people, all throughout the outside of their house, they got it traced for their walkway, got solar lights. We got all kinds of lights now. But those lights can malfunction, those lights can burn out, those lights need to be replaced, and Jesus says, let me get a temporary thing, and let me use that temporary thing to point to an eternal thing. Y'all, temporary light, you're going to need to replace bulbs and everything else, but he says, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. And when he said this, what he was saying is that light is important because light has to do with life. Light has to do with life. And he was giving life through the fact that he said he was the light. Amen. Here's the interesting thing is that light, when you Read through the Bible, you'll see that light represented two things. One, it represented holiness. If you look in 1 John 1 5, it says, This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. God is holy, and he is holy, and he tells us to be. Holy, Amen. But God also says that light is revealing. It illuminates, right? It uncovers. And this is what Jesus did. He came to shine a light on the situation. And the situation was this, is that you need him. You need him. But see, when you are groping in darkness, you can't understand the fact that you're needing. So he says, let me shine a little light on the situation to help you understand your predicament. Let me help you understand that you, you need me. That's what Jesus was saying. See, the thing is, is like it says in second Corinthians four and six, it says, for God who said light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. What he's saying here is that Jesus came to bring light to the situation. And this situation was that he came into a very dark world a very dark world and he had to come to let folks know that they needed help they needed help in the worst way but when he came and he said this and he said i am the light guess what's what some folks do they reject it they don't want to hear that they don't hear that boring stuff about you being a light. And just like the Pharisees in the thirteenth verse said, so the Pharisees said to him, "You are testifying about yourself. Your testimony is not true. You testifying about yourself. Your testimony is not true." Not only did they say that his testimony was unacceptable, but they went on and said, "You're a lie." You're a lie. So your testimony is not true. Jesus, what you're saying about yourself, you're a lie. Can you imagine calling God a lie? But how many folks today call him a lie? When he comes and says that I am the light of the world, is your response, you're a lie? He says, follow me. Follow me. And if you follow me, you will be saved from God's wrath. Do you in turn say, You're a lie? You're a lie. He says, Come to me. I will give you peace. I will give you rest. Take, take, take my yoke upon you. And, and learn of me. Come come to me. Stop trying to live on your own. And in turn, do you say, you're a lie. How, how many folks today call God a lie when he extends life to you and he's trying to give life to you? How many turn and say, you, you're a lie? You know, Satan was busy then, and he's busy now. Listen to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verses three through four. It says, and even if our gospel is veiled, even if it's covered, it's, it's veiled to those who are perishing. You hear that? Even if you can't see the the truth of the gospel, it's 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 veiled, it's covered to those who are perishing. In whose case the God of this world, Satan, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel. Of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. In other words, what it's saying is that, see, you know, you may think your mind is playing tricks on you. But the truth is, is that Satan is busy and he does not want you to see this truth. And he's blocking this truth from you. And he's busy constantly trying to make sure that you don't see the truth of the gospel. That's what he's doing. And he's working overtime to make sure that you don't see it. And how does he uh, go about his business? Well, he goes about his business by giving you fake light. Fake fake light. He's giving you fake light. You think that this over here is light. So you see a fine thing over this way. Oh, light. <laughs> that's light. Or oh, you see a, 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 a handsome, showing up, good looking fellow over this way. Oh, oh, that's light. That's light. See, he's giving these fake lights, and you think if you keep chasing over here to these fake lights right wait a minute hold up i got wait a minute the the lotto i mean if i hit all this it's a lot of light <laughs> oh man i got light for life right and and you you're you're chasing all of these fake lights And that's what he's doing. He's giving you all of these fake lights, trying to keep you away from the true light, the true light of God. Amen? And here's the other deep thing. The other deep thing is that from verse 14 to verse 18, it says that, these fellas were just these Pharisees. They were just, 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 just trying their best to insult Jesus. Not only did they call him a lie, right? But then they said, you, you know, <laughs> in, in verse fourteen through through eighteen, they they were they, they they even uh, said, you know, you, you know, you you're illegitimate, right? That's what they reminded him of. You know, you're illegitimate, right? You know, you're talking about your father, but but you know the word out in the street, Jesus, is that, you know, you're illegitimate. And they were throwing all kinds of shade towards Jesus throughout this whole conversation. But Jesus said, you know what? Because your soul is so precious, you're getting with me. Now I need to get with you. I need to get with you. See, here is, here's the truth. You're not at my level. (laughs) This is what Jesus told them. See, you want to go about this thing as if, you know, you're thinking in the flesh, like I'm on your level, like you can look at me eyeball to eyeball like we are on the same level. No, uh-uh. See, I'm God. And you can't like 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 put your rule book out on me and say, "Yeah, you know, you you got the same rules that I do." No, I'm God and you're not. So let's start there. I'm God and you're not. But let's go ahead and use your rule book. Because your rule book says that you can't testify about yourself. See, what you have to do is you got to get somebody else to agree with you, right? You got to, you can't, see, see, when a fella comes up to you and they brag about themselves. see, you know, in the court of law, they said, no, we're not going to take just your word. We need you to get somebody else, right? We need you to get somebody else to corroborate the story. Jesus said, okay, I'll get somebody else. No problem, I'll get somebody else. Uh, God the Father, right? God the Father, come here. See, see. not only do I testify about myself, but Father also testifies about me as well. So if I play your game, I got two, I got two right? I got to. It's me and God, the Father. See, first, I'm not on your level. And, and second of all, even if I did play by your rule game, I've covered your rules. Matter of fact, your rules came from me, right? Your rules came from me. So I, I got it covered either way, right? And you're judging me because of your fleshly mind, see, by by the things you know down here on earth. I didn't come to judge, not this time around. But if I did come to judge, but if I do judge, he said in the 16th verse, but if I do judge, guess what? It'll be true. It'll be true. Here's the amazing thing about judgment. Judgment was still going on for them, and let me tell you how it worked. They judged Jesus. They judged Jesus. And by their judgment of Jesus, they were judged. You hear that? They judged Jesus, and by their judgment of Jesus, they were judged. And it's the same thing today. What do you think about Jesus? Whatever you think Jesus is, it's going to lead to your judgment. If you think he's Lord and Savior, then that will judge you as righteous because you can have his righteousness But if you think that Jesus is just another old story, he's not Lord and he's not Savior, your judgment judges you. And then once your judgment judges you, guess where you will be? You will be away from Jesus. The 24th verse says this, therefore I said to you that You will die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Seems like he kept repeating himself because he was trying to make sure that you understand that you will die in your sins unless you believe that I am he. That's what he said. Unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Here's the the concept behind that. There's one sin that leads to other sins. (laughs) That one sin is unbelief. Because once you dwell in that unbelief, you're going to end up doing Other stuff. So that one sin leads to other sins, and your sins will find you out one day. And you will be judged. And you will die in your sins unless you turn to Christ. I heard one preacher say this Your sins, right? Your sins and you and whoever told you that they were right are a match made in hell. (laughs) You hear that? Your sins, you and whoever taught you that they were right. You guys are a match made in hell. Because the truth is, is that if you don't believe that I am he, this is Jesus talking, if you don't believe that I am he, you won't be saved. Now, let me tell you what you need to do if you do believe that I am he. That goes back to the 12th verse. Then Jesus again spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me. How can you tell if you're living for Jesus? He who follows me. Now, following Jesus means that you're going to give up. You're going to give up what you think is important. And you're going to say, Lord, You're more important. Remember that parable we just talked about? You're going to give up things that you think are important and you're going to say, Lord, you're most important. That's not to say that you'll never sin. No, no one's perfect. But it is saying that you will give up everything for Him. Amen. Now, this may sound like a really cold hearted hard story but let me finish by saying this the gospel is good news the gospel is good news amen it's good news see what happened is that these folks were snapping at jesus and they were talking about how he was a liar and then talking about your illegitimate and everything else and jesus said no i need to put you in your place I need to tell you that I'm not lying. I need to tell you that you're not on my level. And I need to tell you that unless you believe in me, you will perish. That's what he was telling them. Simple stuff, simple basic stuff. You're not on, I mean, I'm not lying. You're not on my level. And you need to believe that I am he. The gospel is good news. The gospel is the story about the son, about the father sending the son. Jesus Christ, God incarnate to live perfectly. He lived a perfect life. He fulfilled the law and he died sacrificially. And then that sacrificial death means that he atoned for our sins. Satisfying God's wrath against us that we might not face an eternal hell. That's good news. But then it doesn't stop there. He rose from the grave. He rose from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he's in heaven now advocating for us. That's the gospel. That's the good news. And today is the day that you are now faced with a decision. And here's the decision. Are you going to believe that he is who he says he is? Or are you going to keep on living life in a way where you're calling him a lie? Are you going to be like the Pharisees where you're calling him a lie? He's saying, I'm the solution. You're saying you're a lie. He says, come on, I can give you life and life abundantly. No, you're a lie. He's saying, come to me. You're trying to find solutions yourself. I am the solution. And you're saying, no, you're a lie. What you're going to do? What you're going to do. I tell you, after reading this scripture and after studying it, it made me want to get on my knees again and say, Lord, I want to make sure. <laughs> I want to make sure that i made the right decision. And I pray today that you all will make the right decision. Don't live a life uh, and that, that's proved that proves god is a lie. listen, accept him today. come today choose ye this day who you will serve and i promise you it'll be way better than the life you're trying to live now. it will now i'm not saying it'll be easy <laughs> but 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 it'll be richer it'll be deeper, come to him today, choose ye this day who you will serve, so that's the message for today, and it was a hard message, it was a hard message to study, but it was a hard message to deliver, because it seems sometimes that is not loving, but it's loving, It's loving because he's trying to snatch you out of the the gates of hell. And he's trying to say that I came to reveal to you that I am the light of the world. If you want to make that decision today to, to, to start a relationship with him, to follow him, to truly follow him. Here's an opportunity for you today to get it right with him. Don't let this moment pass you by. Don't let him pass you by. After service after dismissal we have folks that will be up here to pray with you to to guide you through that process. I pray that you will receive him today. And those who are out on Zoom I pray that you will call, contact us. We have the contact information available. Give us a call, someone will be available. Don't let this moment pass you by. I pray that you don't let today pass without getting it right with Jesus, amen.